Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Ali LaRouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another Ali LaRouge podcast. I'm your host, Peter Hooten. And I'm joined by Keith Colvin, Tony Caveney and Yakinson Stanley manager, John Coleman. So since our last podcast, we've beaten Newcastle away and Wolves and we've drawn with Palace. So we've taken 10 points from our last three games. So we're actually, believe it or not, the form team of the Premier League, along with um, City and United. We've kept four clean sheets in our last four games, but we also had the embarrassment of losing 5-2 to Real Madrid at home. So, uh, John, what is it? Is it, you know, this Jekyll and Hyde season? I mean, what 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 you put it down to? Is it exhaustion from last season? It's just bad luck, injuries, or I think I think the cracks were starting to show last season. To be fair, but it's it's just been. If you look at the the Premiership as a whole, no team has coped with the World Cup. Um, yeah, and I think I think. Everyone's having a hangover from it. It's just took everyone by surprise. I think the players look drained. I don't think there's the quality that we've seen in the past from any of the teams, really. But I certainly don't think there's the intensity that we've seen in the past from any teams. And I think that's showing. And I think when your game is so heavily based on that, which Liverpool's was and has been throughout the you know, club's tenure, it's... Um, it makes it difficult then to find another way. The big bright spark for me, as you said, there is the four clean sheets. I know we did five against Real Madrid, but the four yeah. clean sheets in the league—you couldn't have dreamt that four games ago. You couldn't have dreamt that. No, no, um, no. Because we didn't, we didn't look capable of keeping a clean sheet, and and so I think that's a massive, huge step in the right direction. And also, I think it's got to do the players' confidence. Good, the world's good because you know yeah. now that. Like the odds are we're going to nick a goal, aren't we? So, you've got a great chance of winning the game if you can get into that mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony, in terms of the season for you, I mean, you know, uh, is this like, is this like uh, this, these last few results? Is it <coughs> it's like, like, is it getting better? Or do you think it's just we've, we've rode our luck and we've rode our <coughs> luck all season? I don't think we can get it. We've managed to get it as a steam up. Get in a bit of a flow, really. I think season wise, with the stars, the charity shield game gives us a little bit of impetus, and I think we're, we're uh, in a bit of an hangover off that still. Do you know what I mean? That we were going to yeah. go on and do things, and it's up, it hasn't turned out the way we thought. But you think it should have been a case of you should, we should have strengthened? Like, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. a lack of investment. You try and think you know football, or you know, you know the game. and Spoke about this with other fans, and we, there's that many things that they've everyone's got a different point of view of what's gone wrong, if you know what I mean. So, you, there's there's a lot in the mix. You can't just say because of this, because of that, because of that, or what have you. Seems to be like you can't put your finger on it, really. But I think the World Cup, like John said, the World Cup didn't help, didn't 
you you're always like after the World Cup we'll get another steam. Didn't have to material it. And again we got a false horizon with the game after it. We won when we come back from the World Cup we'll, we'll go on a run here and we never but I think I don't want to be too harsh on certain fellas, but they need to be questions asked about certain things. Mm. Down tools it could be the word on some of them. I think they're letting the manager down heavily, some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the performances. I don't know whether you've got one eye on getting away or one eye on a back to sunnier climbs or what have you, but mm. <clears throat> anyone with it's all right saying the midfield, they look knackered after half an hour. They look knackered when we, when we kick off, really. Yeah. They look knackered from the start. So I think anyone with a fresh midfield, young midfield, it, it happened in the first game at, at Fulham. Yeah. These teams, they don't pass us. They, when we thought it was a fluke of Fulham, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. hungry. They were, you know, they, they had the impetus and, and they had pace about them and everything. And anyone with a midfield like that, you don't even have to be top notch. You just put that hard work in graft, and he seems to be on a pass to us. But it, and yeah, you can't Keith, play in the midfield, obviously. Yeah. Keith, how can we be the you know the greatest team in the world's ever existed? You know, last <laughs> May, and uh, come up with you know what we what we've been witnessing, uh, especially since the World Cup. You know, I mean, I know we've turned the corner. Hopefully. Uh, we'll only see on, on, on Sunday against United whether that is the case. But, I mean, how can that happen? Uh, <clears throat> so I spoke about this at the weekend. You think if you knew the answer to that, we wouldn't be on this podcast. We'd be earning a lot more money somewhere else, obviously. But You'd be writing it's, a book. You'd be yeah, Pep Linder's ghostwriter. Yeah, you know, we've all got our own opinions, as Tony said, and you know about who's doing what and who's not doing what, more importantly. But I don't know, you know, if, I don't know what the answer to that question is. John's probably more, you know, sort of got more clues than us because he's in the game. I mean, just, you know, he's probably a bit more switched on to what players do in day in, day out and saying and, and what you can pick up on and saying yeah. because but you look, as Tony, you look, Tony alluded to that. There's certain players, uh, you know, and I, I don't like slagging our players down because they're all they're all playing for us. You get that. But remember, you, remember, Keith, I stand in front of you. I know that, mate. I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm spending more time telling people to stop moaning than anything else. But anyway, but uh, you know, Keita has not set the world on fire. You, anyone, a blind man can see that. Um, whether he's doing it on purpose is a different matter. But he's he's just not up to the he's just not up yeah. to it for me as yeah. as a player for us. Um, I think most of the players have been trying the best. I'm not saying they haven't. Mm. And I'm sure Keita has, but I just don't think he's good enough to be totally honest. With you. Um so when you throw all that in, and then obviously. You know, we've had injuries, we've had players away with the World Cup, we've we've had that, you know, nearly winning four trophies, all like you know, all that that brought up towards the end of the season. Yeah. And then to, the, the Paris game didn't help, I don't suppose, because a lot of the players' minds went on the game at the time because of yeah. what was going on off the field. Now, whether that's a, a sort of accumulation of everything, you know, giving us what we've got now, I don't really know the answer to that. Yeah. But you can't say, you know, that after three, you know, four clean sheets, we're back to where we were. Because we're no, not, no, you know, you could, no. in them four games, we could have conceded a goal, quite a few goals. We yeah, want, you know, yeah. the keeper saved us in a few of them. Um, mm. So we're not playing perfect football by a long stretch at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're riding our luck. There's no doubt about that, is the John. But I mean, what is it when you, you know, you're the manager and, and you, the luck just goes against you? We've always been regarded like, a lot of uh, people on the internet always called us lucky Liverpool, didn't they? And we were always getting decisions. But I don't think we've had a penalty this year, have we? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the jo- um, Nunes's goal when Jota was supposed to... I-, I thought Jota got fouled. That could have been a penalty, that, couldn't it? 
Well, I no, said that. I was sitting next to a Man City scout, and I said, I said, we both said, I'll get short off this. You know, yeah. he, he has got nudged as he's running into the box. Yeah. So and they like know, sandwich him, don't they? Really? Yeah. So if he wanted to go to the letter of the law, where did the first foul take place? Just it's just an interesting thing because the the big argument that I think everybody's using at the moment is we should have strengthened, we should have got midfielders in them. Yeah. And so on and so on. And, and it's easier said than done. You, you yeah. we we're not party to what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So we don't know how many missed targets they've had, how many players yeah. they've tried to sign, whether they're being backed by the, the owners, to yeah. what extent they're being backed by the owners, what restraints they're under, what players they want in, are they going down the Virgil van Dijk route of, well, we'll wait for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's all speculation, isn't it? Well, you know, I, I go back to have a spin to the night in the pub and our, our fans have slagged me off, saying you should have signed him, you should have done this, you should have done that. Yeah. They don't know how many knockbacks I got in January. It was <laughs> off the graph. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you think you're signing players. I hate waiting till the last day at the window. But other people make you wait. So yeah. I, I wanted to do all my business in the first week. Yeah. I got one player signed in the first week. And then every every avenue I went down, I, I come down a dead end. Mm. Right up till 8 o'clock on deadline day. Yeah. When I just said sodden and went and turned, turned my phone off and went to bed. But so that might be might well be happening with Liverpool. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it's I'm glad it's not public knowledge anyway, because I remember the days when Liverpool signed someone in the seventies when I was growing up. The first thing you knew about it was when they were at they were at uh, Anfield at Melwood, yeah. with Peter Robinson yeah. or Melwood or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first time you heard we, we were very COVID. With our approach, yeah, I'd like to. I think mean, Gap, Gapco was like Gapco was like that, though, wasn't he? Possibly, yeah. So hopefully, it's going back to that stage. Now you can say, well, they signed Gap Gapo, but they might have been in for three or four midfielders, and nobody knows. Yeah, um, yeah. and nobody knows whether they're, they're hanging out for Bellingham. Uh, the world his wife's in for Bellingham. Everyone knows that. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a firm believer. You don't just sign players just because you need a midfielder. You sign the wrong one. Yeah. And I think that that could well have been done. And if you look not very far for our neighbours, the amount of players they've signed and the money they've spent in the last five or six years. Yeah, the waste of it. Has absolutely been wasted. No, they've signed players. They were loading the money, but the, the Everton fans were, were loading them. You know, we, we were all getting the text of the, of the little Liverpool fan crying. Saying, oh, Mara might be his there, yeah. And you know, they, they were laughing and saying, Oh, we've gone 10 minutes without signing someone. But you're not signing the right ones. No, so no, no. Just because you made a sign and doesn't mean they're going to improve it. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that sometimes football fans don't understand. They just want change for the sake of change. That's not always the best way. Yeah. I think, Tony, someone who has improved just by coming back was uh, Jota, wasn't it? You know, I mean, he was, uh, he was everywhere. I mean, he was all over the pitch. And I, I mean, I know a lot of people criticise his, uh, you know, some of his distribution, but he's he's basically makes things happen, doesn't he? Yeah, he comes alive, doesn't he? When the ball's by, he's a threat as well. He, he just he wants goals, doesn't he? And we need that in the team. I know you got Nunes as an handful, and that Gakpo's showing a bit, but I wouldn't say they were strikers. Do you know what I mean? With yeah, with that instinct yeah. he has, with the instinct that um, Jota has, I like him. I love Jota myself. Yeah, I think he's yeah. full of purpose. Every time he gets the ball, he just wants to go to goal. 
takes the ball forward, carries it right. So, yeah, I think we've missed him a lot. We've obviously missed the other fella, Diaz. We just yeah, we wouldn't because he. Just, but we miss Jotter just as much. I think we, as a central forward, if you know what I mean, as yeah. someone who can. He's come the other night. I thought he'd done all right, but he's wasteful. Yeah. But he's coming back. So again, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we'll see the benefits of what he, what he's got for the next few weeks. I think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keith, we've certainly missed Fabinho, haven't we? Even though he's been on the pitch a lot of the time. But we've missed him, haven't we? But he did look the other night too, as if, if he was getting back to some of his sharpness that, that he's had over the years and has been, you know, magnificent for us, haven't he? But, you know, people were saying, what's happened to Fabinho? What's happened to him? But I did think the other night there was, I mean, especially uh, that tackle when he tried to ride the tackle and he got booked for it. You know, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? But, unbelievable. He was, Keith, he was a lot more effective, I think. Yeah, you know, he can't, yeah, yeah, he, he, it was probably his best game for a while, for Fabinho. And Fabinho was one of these players who, you know, who could, you could put in, in all of this sort of, why has he gone this, why has he done that? Because yeah. he hasn't been playing well. Now, as John said, I don't know what, you know, we don't know what's going on. He, he, sometimes you look like he's running in, in quicksand, doesn't he? Doesn't, he doesn't seem to be able to get anywhere yeah, on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. For whatever reason. Now, you know, I don't think he's carrying an injury. Maybe he may well be playing with a bit of an injury. I don't know. But you can't deny that he's not at his best and he hasn't been this season. But he's not on his own. You know, he's the midfield. At the very start of the season, I think everyone put the finger on saying the midfield's ran out of legs. And then the yeah. rest of the team just fell apart around it, didn't it? So yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. just blame it on one but one or no, two. No, it's, it's, it's a, a team, collective thing, isn't it? It's co- so, of course it is, yeah. You know, and you look at the the efforts, you know, Manny Wentz, now Manny put a lot of effort in closing people down. You can't deny that. The trading did at the time. You know, Salah, Firmino, when he was there, obviously, when he was in the team. But that seems to have stopped dead, really, hasn't it? Let's be honest about it. Yeah. This season. So, the midfield will always be put under pressure. And as Tony said before, there's times when teams just walk past us, not even run past us. They're just coming right through us. You know, yeah. wave after wave. So, Fabinho probably is an easy target in some respects because of the way he plays. You know, he's there to stop everything like that, isn't he? Mm. And when he doesn't do it, it it shows, doesn't it, obviously? You know what I mean? What's what's really mad, though, isn't it? That when we went through that really bad spell, you know, when the when the COVID was on, and we went through this one where we were just losing games like it was a competition, so many we could lose on the bounce. Yeah. That's when we lost all the defenders. And then I was a big proponent in that the reason why we struggled was because we took our midfield out to play at the back. Yeah. And so we took Henderson and we took Fabinho, Fabinho out yeah. to play at the back. Yeah. Um, now, these are the same players. I know they're a couple of years older, but we missed them really badly at that time. Yeah. And so I don't think it's all down to them. No. I just think sometimes in football, it's like you seem to have like a magic formula and you seem to have a thing where the, the players click. Yeah. And once one or two don't, aren't there, the rest of it just doesn't seem to be working right. Now, you could label, well, that is Mane, that little missing piece of that jigsaw yeah. that helped us tick, helped us with the press, helped us going forward, nicked a goal. 
um, made chances. Well, he, if you're going to be reliant on one player like that, you'd have to really rethink your strategy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it is that. I, I just think that. I think teams aren't as afraid of Liverpool as what they used to be. Yeah. Um, because they're getting older, and yeah. you know. But they're also relying upon youth, aren't they? I mean, we had Elliot and Pachetti on um, against Wolves. I mean, you can't really rely upon youngsters like that, can well, you? Well, you're, you're big players and you're better players. So, you, for, for me, the big players over the last few years has been Salah, Emerson, and Mane. Yeah. You know, so Mane's gone. But Salah and Emerson, and Fabinho's played a big, big part in that as well. Then you get Van Dijk and Matip, who've, who've been excellent. They're yeah. all two or three years older, all getting towards north side of 30. And the threat, the the, the commanding presence of Van Dijk isn't any longer there, maybe because of his pace in the injury. Um, and then also the, the pace of Salah isn't as evident of the sharpness in the box starting round. Anderson, when he covers every blade of glass and he's being absolutely magnificent, just looks a little bit slower than what he used to be. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, people are thinking, well, these haven't got what they had in the past. Let's go on at them. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's a case of, you know, a breakup of the team, of the spine of the team? I mean, obviously, we, Alisson, we're going to keep Alisson. We need some, you know, when Van Dijk and Canate are playing together, it, it's great, isn't it? But, we yeah. can't, you know, we can't rely on Gomez and Matip. I think, you know, we could. There could be an argument. We need two new centre halves. Think so the flip side of what John's saying is the, the youth. Where they're looking a bit aged, and that you've got like Canate and that Stefan in the middle. The youth are looking the part. Yeah, you know what I mean in that team because the fuller legs and the fuller like, you know. Got the I like the way you use Stefan rather than his surname because no one, say it, yeah. no one can say. It. <laughs> Stephen, I was going to call him. <laughs> oh, no, but, but I mean, like... you're possibly going to need a couple of cents at last. But Liverpool, I mean, we, we're, we're sounding like dinosaurs now like, because we, we were spoiled <laughs> in, the, in the 80s and 70s and 80s. We were spoiled. But they always they always developed the teams that when they, when they were on top, yeah, they didn't stand yeah. still. You know, when Roger Lunds had to go, we had to go. You know, you have to go, yeah. That's, that's the thing. And so, you know, they, they, they were continually a moving part and always getting better and always looking to get better. And they had an identity of the way they played and players dropped into that, in and out of that, but kept the same rhythm. And I think our rhythm's been upset a little bit lately. But, listen, this manager has assembled an unbelievable team with, with good staff around them as well to do that. Yeah. And... He, he all of a sudden hasn't hasn't just had the ability to do that sucked out of him. So you know he is capable. He yeah. is going to need backing, and he's going to need a little bit of luck along the way because every signing yeah. you make doesn't cop. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I go back to Mark Wright. Mark Wright was the best centre half around when Liverpool signed him. He didn't turn out to be the best no. centre half for Liverpool. You know, he did a well enough job, but nowhere near like he, he was doing for anyone else. Dean Saunders the yeah. same. But you'd have you'd have uh, you'd have people on lists on social media of like the ten players that are gonna leave. You know what I mean? Is that yeah. is it a case of that, John, or is it a case of it's just a two or three components that we need? You know. Uh, well, I think if you if you do a massive overall, you've got to take a little bit of pain. 
because you've got to wait for them to bed in. It doesn't happen overnight. All other teams are trying to do the same. Yeah. You know, Newcastle are trying to do it, aren't they? And that worked to a certain extent now, but they're coming off the off the rails well, a little bit. Well, look at Chelsea. They're, they're bottom of the form league, aren't they? Well, yeah. you know, we're speaking to Anthony Barry. He's a good friend of mine. He's first team coach there. And uh, Chelsea, said, yeah. Yeah, and he still calls me Gaff, and he's going, Gaff, he said, you wouldn't believe it. He says, we're having to leave seven or eight top-class players out the playing squad. Now, Liverpool aren't in that situation. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and yet they're still having their own problems because of that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's not all playing mm-hmm. saying that anybody, really. Um, we'd like better the players. Czech book is, the simple checkbook is not the answer. And Chelsea are proving that, aren't they? No, really? it's not, but it helps. It yeah. does help, you know, and being able to pay the top wages helps as well because that attacks the top players, um, the, the players who are most sought after. Um, but you still need a good calibre of player. And yeah. if you look at the stats, there's, there's quite interesting stats about where you finish in the season. has a very, very big correlation to what you're paying. You uh, age if you, if you yeah. go over 15, 20 years in the Premiership, now you get the likes of Leicester booking the tent, but they're still spending a lot of money. Yeah. You no, know, not just as not as a lot of money as what the other teams are spending. Mm. They're still spending a lot of money. But every now and again you'll get an anomaly. But it basically it works out as the people who spend the most money finish in the, the correct positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yes. why Liverpool have been good, because they've booked the tent time and time again. Because yeah. Liverpool will be in the top three or four spenders. Oh. Certainly in wages. So mm. f- to finish one or two for as many times they've done you know they deserve a lot of credit for that Tony it was frustrating against Wolves wasn't it when when, um, Elliot missed that header that was an open goal wasn't it really you know but you you thought oh it's going to be you know one of those nights but then I think what happened was because of the VAR decision going against us on the 67th minute it seemed to galvanise the team didn't it they seemed to get angry and they seemed to Put a yard on the on uh, on them, you know, and all of a sudden we were creating chances all over the place. Yeah, I think the uh, the first half wasn't the cleverest. Like it was just no, oh no, same again. So I think I was thinking, yeah. this is, uh, like I was thinking to myself then, I'd rather beat because I was looking at half time. It was an illness. I'd rather beat Palace and got beat at all, you know, whatever. Because you're getting three points, it was just like a draw all over it. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? And then when that happened. Especially like that, we didn't have too many chances first half coaches. But when that happened, I think it galvanised the crowd. Yeah, the referee yeah. got on the and crowd. They got on feed off the crowd. And they reacted to the crowd again, which you should yeah. do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying the crowd was terrible. They were having the same song and what have you, but it wasn't the volatile thing. And then, yeah, you know that thing that we've been wronged. And like when the VR, when it did happen, we mm. we scored not long after it again, didn't we? Yeah, but from from then it seemed to come back. The confidence seemed to come flooding back as we were it flying is, down. Yeah, uh, I mean you could see what it meant. The correct yeah, Keith, changes made a few. Keith, you could see what it meant to uh, Van Dijk and Jota. You know that that opening goal. Where, you know they were really. You know it was like it was like a relief, wasn't it? You could see yeah, it on the fixtures. Like, yeah, you know? it was like a release of all the pressure that they're under. You know, obviously, you know. <clears throat> so, you know, Van Dijk. Again, right, you know, I think some of these people who, who criticising Van Dijk just live in a different plan. You know, the the fellas just, you know, he's not as fast as John said before as, as he used to be. But I don't think he was blessed with a lot of pace. He was just a lot of strength and positional centre at the time. But he's just coming back after an injury, isn't he? So, yeah. 
for him to score that goal was a big relief for him, you know, and he's he'd be inhuman if he if he the pressure didn't get to him because every man and his dog are having a goal at the moment, aren't they? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and then yeah. you know, so it will do. But I, I I know it's only coming from what the crowd to agree, but I thought the crowd on Wednesday were, were very quick to criticise certain pe- people, the younger players, for instance, when they misplaced pass or moan and groan. You know what I mean? And yeah, they've got yeah. to stop doing that. You know, yeah. the team is struggling at the moment. You know, for, yeah. for whatever reason they're struggling, and the there's crowd a, co- needs there's to get a collective moan when oh yeah, one of the youngsters it's, puts yeah. a it's not just a, and to be honest, you, it's not the, it's not from the sides of the ground. It's coming from the cop now. You know what I mean? It, it, you yeah. can hear it. It's just. Yeah. Well, one of the you know, you go, you go every week. I, um, I don't get there that often. And I'm being, well, I was lucky to go to the Wolves game, but one of the things I've noticed is it's not, it's not really the moan that does you. It's the ambivalence. Yeah. So it's the I don't care yeah. mode. <laughs> Honestly, and that's that's what really kills yeah. you as a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like playing in front of ten people. Now yeah, yeah. we've been an we've been an unbelievable night at Anfield. We've been blessed with that. Yeah, no one can take that away from you. But at then times when you've won that game and you've been there and we've been bouncing up and down, you felt as though you played your part. Yeah. So surely the fans have got to play the part. Yeah, and, yeah, and they've got to yeah. step up to the plate. And I think we've I think, been I think it was. Well. I think it was. We have been sport. We have been sport. But but we've got to realise that we've got to make every game. You know. I go back to Everton, right? So Everton is like a weird, weird club. Everton, because <laughs> no, they are. You, you've had it, John. No, <laughs> weird club because you know when things are going right and you need a, a set of fans behind you. There's probably no one better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely electric. And and they dragged them over the line against Palace last year. You can you can yeah. argue till you're blue in the face. They dragged them over the line. But by the same token, when the when the games come where they perceive don't matter, like yeah. November, then they can be toxic. And so they can have the absolute reverse Extra, effect. Yeah, yeah. So they can either carry someone over the line or they can step on the red while they're drowning. Mm. And and yeah. but don't you think John don't you think John it was a bit of a you know against Real Madrid? The, you know, we were two 0 up, the crowd were absolutely bouncing. But the, and Liverpool would go to the third instead of like trying to control the game, weren't they? You know. Yeah, but I mean, it's always like that on European nights at Anfield. It's always like electric. It's it, it's got to the past. It, it's gone to the point now, and Tony's right. We've been spoiled. Yeah. But we've got to realise that it's it's down to us as fans to play our part and to realise that we can do this again. We can make we can make the top four. Getting into that top four with uh, Allison scoring that goal was not short of a miracle. The way we finished the season, and we ended up winning the European Cup on the back of that. So, yeah. so we've got to play our part as fans to say every game's going to be a cup final. We need to win near enough every game between now and the end of the season to to qualify for Europe. Yeah, well, yeah. for the Champions think, League, and we can. But the fans have got to play a part in it, particularly well, at home. Years, we should we should win yeah. every home game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tony. I think Jürgen's alluded to that in one of the press conferences about whatever we've done in the past was together. Yeah. And like you, you need it now more than ever. Do you know what I mean? He keeps alluding to like, you know, the fans, the players, you know, and all that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But when we're together, we can prove what we've done. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've, we've well, we done it together. And he's, he's right. It, it seems a bit fractured at the minute with not so much, you know, we because we, we don't know what's going on. I've been guilty of it myself in the in the ground with the U and an R, you know what I mean? But 
it, what John's saying there is a kick up the backside in a way, isn't it? You know, like you, you know, we've been spoiled. There's the managers calling upon us to get behind them, even yeah. through the bad times. It's all right, to, you know. The, I know it's all like cliches and what have you, but he's he's half alluded to it in his last few conferences, and I think he's correct. Keith, so it's a you know massive game on uh, Sunday against United. Now this is where the crowd will play an important part, I think. But he, you know, um, he got beat early on the season at Old Trafford, disappointing performance. But if you remember last year, it was nine nil on aggregate, wasn't it? Five nil away and four nil at home, but. Ah, United. I, I think they're flattered to uh, deceive at the moment. I don't. I just don't think they're as good as everyone's making out. I mean, do you think we can get a result against them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think with United, when we went there on the season, it, that was <clears throat> we weren't playing well anyway. But we, David, they, they were getting hammered by everybody. Weren't they? They didn't want to yeah. play us then, and we put one of our worst performances and I've seen for a long time. And it yeah. kick-started their season. So, yeah. you know. I think we're capable of beating Man United. I've watched, I don't watch United, obviously, as much as I don't want anyone to support. I've seen them. They have struggled. And if teams, like Leicester the other week, Leicester had two or three chances against them before yeah, United got yeah. going. And they really should have scored yeah. at least two of them. They're quite easy chances, really. If them goals go in, it's a different game. It's about United are, are a very dangerous side, obviously, going forward. They're not the best at the back. And, you know, midfield, you know, they've got Casemiro, who, who's it miss, in my opinion. I know they're all raving about him down the other end of the motorway, but you know, he's another one who's in the brackets of what we've got to a point. You know, he's, he's getting on a little yeah. bit, but he, he can control the game. He can't say, but if you get round him, you know, he's been sent off a couple of times already because of the way he's reacted this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if I if we can get back to our best with the crowd behind him, yeah. I think we, you know, we the best performance we put in the season was against City at home, wasn't it? Yeah, we beat them one yeah. nil. We rolled yeah, our yeah. luck a little bit, but we we ended up winning it and deservedly so in the end. But that was with the crowd behind us. But you, yeah. you know, now, you know what you're saying. You know what you're saying, Keith, about it. We were born at United. One of our, that was possibly the start of the demise. Yeah. We still had enough chances to win that game. No, it we did. Bizarre. It was awful. bizarre. Yeah. They weren't great that night. Yeah. We, exactly. we just we more or less shot ourselves. In the they didn't want to play, yeah. John. They were petrified of playing us. And then I know. And as you say, it has, it has kick-started the season. But I remember a couple of weeks ago watching them against Leeds. And Leeds could have scored four, Bastard. Yeah, yeah, they could, yeah. So, I think, I honestly think, I hope Liverpool go for the throat. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, too, because I think, I agree exactly what you said, Keith. They are dangerous going forwards. But, but they're very, very vulnerable at the back. I mean, Rash, Rashford's having a great season, isn't he? You know, he scored he is. 14 and 24 appearances. I mean, how, how do we stop How do we stop him? Do you know what, how you stop them, Peter? You attack them and yeah. and you keep the ball in their half yeah. so that they're limited. They have to feed off scraps. Yeah. And as long as you don't leave the back door open, if we can dominate, the crowd get behind us, we we camp out in their half, we take the game to them, we make chances. We have to speed up our play because the first half against Wolves, we were too pedestrian. And we're always like that when teams give us a bit of space. And sit off us like I mean, I thought Wolves were awful, you know. And um, for the team who are in a relegation dogfight, yeah, I, I thought there should have been a lot more fight out of them. Yeah. Um, and I think United will come a little bit bullish. They'll think they can attack us, and I think we've got to use that to our advantage. We've got to play quick football, yeah, dynamic football, which we're capable of. Um, and, and we've got to go go for the throat. 
Uh, Andy Madeley is in charge on mm. Sunday. John, have you I've come across Andy a couple of times on his brother Bobby. <laughs> um, I've come across Paul, Paul saying he's actually all right, to be honest. I've come across him a few times. You've been saying in the, that in the pub after the game. And, uh, <laughs> you, you can't quote me on that. I'm, I'm the same about every referee. When, yes, when they don't give the decisions I want. Uh, no, I mean, the thing is, is that we haven't had a penalty this season. I think we've had sort of a raw deal on the on the VARs. I think we had one... How long has the VAR been in now? Is it three or four seasons? Three seasons, is it? And yeah, I think we had one... Eight months of a season where everything more or less fell for us. Yeah, I think I think if you think about it as a as a bank account, I think we're in debt to VAR. We were sorry, we're not in debt today. We're in credit and VAR. They owe us. Yeah, yeah. Because I think over the over the three seasons we've had more against us than we have for us. And I go back to one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. It was the penalty against Arsenal this season. Yeah. Um, that was terrible. One it was absolutely ludicrous that anybody could could watch that on a TV screen and say, "Yeah, that's a pen." Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what VAR is there for. That cost the game, really. Then we were in control oh, a large yeah, 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 yeah. Changed the game, and mm. you know, then he starts asking questions. Well, did he want Arsenal in the in the in the, in the hunt? Mm. Um, and you know, obviously, you know they're not because you know, I don't think anyone's that. Tough that referees would be that corrupt, but that's the feel, that's the perception that people yeah. feel. Um, and it it did it made a massive difference because it, it's got them an extra two points in the title race. Yeah, and key decisions in games like that. I mean, you've only got to see it last season. They won City, the lead, the, the Everton penalty. Yeah, you know. So and who's the referee? Well, I don't want to go down that road. But <laughs> simple, simple decisions, simple decisions can have a have yeah. a bearing. Yeah, now, yeah. it's very, very strange that Liverpool have another penalty this season, isn't it? Mm. Now, also, could, the, also, also the uh, Harry Kane sending off. Uh, exactly. exactly. Have, you know. And the non-penalty. And the non-penalty yeah. for Liverpool. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is, uh, Liverpool not getting penalties because they're not having as many entries into the box in control. I mm. think that's, that's Possibly, probably yeah. the, the more of the reason why. And when yeah. we get back to that, we might get more penalties. Tony, on, um, I don't know if you know, but if Salah... Manages to uh, hit the back of the net against United. He'll equal Robbie Fowler's rec- league records goals, 128. He's on 127 now. Uh, and he will have got a 60 games before Robbie Fowler. That's unbelievable, isn't it? That's an he unbelievable stat, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, no. He won't be happy about that. He'll give lip service that he is, obviously. But um, yeah, no, you can't look at you say about Mo Salah. You know that hasn't been said, Pete. Mm. Unbelievable. Even yeah. now, what's he? He's on twenty now, isn't he? And you think he hasn't been scoring this season? Or twenty on. Yeah, he scored nine in the Premier League, but I think it's twenty in all competitions. Isn't it? I've seen a little thing on Twitter every season since he scored the forty-one when he first landed. Yeah, he's at twenty every season. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even in that bad season, you guarantee that that's never you know what I mean. So you can write that at the start of the season, he's getting 20 goals, which points wise is, is everything. Yeah, don't, you know don't, forget, don't forget, you know, all these top strikers they take the pens, and that's guaranteed five or six of them before they get out of bed. Yeah, well, he hasn't had one this season. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, six yeah. penalties, take six goals more or less taken off his tally. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you've got to take you've got to take pens if you're a striker. 
He's unbelievable. Mm. He's unbelievable. He did all, like I think the the same the 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 African Nations Cup done his head in, you know, with the other fellow winning it at the time yeah. and then yeah. the World Cup done his head in. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he and come back to the think World with him, Cup. He's, he's not played you can't deny he hasn't played well this season, but he still scored twenty goals. So that's the mark of what he is. You, you know the thing what's bizarre, you know when he when he, he first come and he and he started scoring for fun. Yeah. Remember all the ones he missed? That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My word. He could he could have scored another twenty without getting out of bed. Yeah. Easy. Well he, he scored on um, against Wolves with his with his knee, didn't it? Come off his thigh or yeah. his knee, didn't it? Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But I mean, you know, everyone's thinking Salah's having a poor season. But he's still put you know, as we all but, say, he's still but you know the, the goal he scored against Everton. People think that's just a tap into an empty net. That's an unbelievable finish that oh, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Palace the other day, like a couple of inches lower, bang with the Unlucky. Unlucky. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just the, oh, no one else can do that. That yeah. instinct, like he can, like you know, it's an hard feat, and then he just in the six inches lower, he's won the game with. Yeah, Keith, do you think United will come on attack, or do you think he, you know, I mean, <sighs> you know, the the manager, he had a bit of pressure at the early early on the season, losing them games, and he both. At the moment, he seems to be on, you know, um, a running streak, doesn't he? Really, he hasn't been coming on under much pressure recently. But you know, obviously, if Liverpool go for the jugular and get a couple of goals up, it, you know, they're not Real Madrid, are they? Well, if you listen to some fellas and where I'm working, mate, you would think they are actually, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but are you working no. in Manchester? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Monday morning. Um, but um, listen. Ten Hag, you know, he's done a good job. You can't say he hasn't, especially at the start of the season that they, that they had. You know, they, they lost the first three, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. But I'll be surprised if they don't come and attack. But, you know, I think I think they'll be respectful of Anfield as as the place and what, what it can generate. And as we just spoke about before, getting the crowd up and um, yeah. and obviously that'll give us a big impetus. So they may come and try and kill the game but early on, stop the crowd getting up and, you know, yeah. just sit back and try and just, just try to nullify the game. But if they do come and attack us, I think that'll play into our hands. So I think they will do at some stage. And I, I think I don't think it'll take them long. It may take 10 or 15 minutes before they realise they're going to have a go. Because I think we will, as John said before, fly out the traps at them and, and, and get it yeah. right at them. Because yeah. we're going to have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're all looking forward to the Sunday uh, against United. But we had the news uh, in the last couple of days that uh, Bobby Firmino is going to be leaving at the end of the season. Now, the Liverpool did say they were in contact talks with him. Uh, maybe they'd give him an offer that he that he couldn't accept. But it's been you know, announced that he, he, he will move. He's been an absolute uh, brilliant player, hasn't he, John? I mean, he's won everything with Liverpool. And he's, he's one of the few players, I think there's only 18 in Liverpool's history, he scored over 100 goals. And uh, Bobby's one of them. And he also had a great song, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> one of the best songs. Um, I think they can always choose to play by when they get good songs. Um, the, the thing is, is he was probably, start of the season, he was probably our most consistent forward. Yeah. Um, and in a, in a mad sort of way, you only realise his value when he's not playing. Yeah. And, and losing him was a blow. You know, because he does link up play. Uh, obviously, he's another one who's getting older. 
but he has a knack of scoring really important goals. Um, he brought the best out of other players, which I don't think anyone can deny that. Him and he linked up with Coutinho like you wouldn't believe. He just he made him look a sensational player. Not not that he isn't a sensational player, but he made him look really good, and and he helped him be really yeah. good. And that cleverness of being able to just do a, a half a yard pass that people think's easy, the time and the weight of it. Yeah. To put it so you haven't got a break side to score. It's an art and it's a dying art, I must admit. It, it, there was, fans have been frustrated with him, though, haven't they, in the, in the past few seasons, you know, with his lack of consistency. But when he when it did click for him, you know, he is that link, isn't he, uh, between midfield and attack. And he, he, was, he played it brilliantly, didn't he, when it did click, Tony? Because when he tries things, he's a proper Brazilian. No, we have. Like Lucas, who wasn't a Brazilian, do you know what I mean? <laughs> this fellow's a Brazilian, he tries to flick. And if you try them flicks, obviously they're not gonna come off all the time and it looks frustrating then. It's like you you know, that that attitude of um oh, will you get hold of it or do but I wouldn't swap for him. You have got to keep doing them tricks and doing them mm -hmm. things because yeah. what you go to football to see, and Bobby's one of them, but you wanna go and watch him play fussy. I idolise him, maybe. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like you say, that first line in the song, probably the best line ever in a Liverpool song. Something yeah. the cop wants you to know. He's yeah. unbelievable, and it's going to be a big message. I think he's going back to Germany, they were saying. Mm. But obviously, he wants to play football. The lad wants to play yeah. footy. So he's probably he's but, probably had the most impressive teeth in the Premier League, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he can't think, get Yeah. I think when he went, obviously, Rodgers brought him in, didn't he? And in my opinion, Rodgers played him out of position. He had he played him with his back to goal, and I think the best thing that happened today to that that obviously uh, Jürgen come because he changed the way he played and changed his position. In my opinion, and, and obviously the rest is history. Because the one thing he isn't going to do is is out jump a centre half and you know with some who's stuck right yeah. open trying to win the ball. You know where he's grappling. You know he's best coming off somebody as as he's proven time after time after time. Wanting to have people linking up, scoring important goals. It's been a pleasure to watch him. It's a shame he's yeah. going to be honest. I'd still, I'd yeah, like yeah. to keep him around to, to try and give Harvey Ellis and Carvalho a bit of experience and a bit of guidance and how to what's do, the, do the job. What's happened to Carvalho? What's happened I to him? I don't know. You know, but, you know, you know, you see, sorry, you see Firmino when he's on the pitch, he goes over to like Sevillians, you know, when he's done yeah. well or whatever, you know, he's encouraging them. And, you know, it's going to be a big loss off the pitch as much as on the pitch, yeah. I think, yeah. um, for the whole squad because. You know, I'm sure he'll stay in football at some capacity. You know, we, you know, we used to say he couldn't be a good coach at some sometime yeah. in the future. Yeah, Johnny, he's been a brilliant player for us. Yeah, Johnny, he's 31. You know, so obviously that might have come into the uh, decision of the club when yeah. offering him a new contract and what they were going to offer him. But I mean, as a manager, what would you be doing if if he was trying them flicks and they weren't coming off? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've spoken about him in the pub in the past, PT. You know that. And, and he can drive you mad. But I have to hold my hands up that sometimes you need a player who's got a, a level edge, which he has, who can see a pass, which he doesn't, he, he hasn't got the credit he deserves for that for me. The way he can pick people out, the way he, he does them little half yard flicks and lays things on. I'm sure you said to me, John, I'm not, I don't know, we'll never win the league with Firmino. Never that said that. Didn't you? Oh, you right. said we'd never win the league. Hey, it's got it in. It's got it in for you tonight, John. 
He has no. no, no he, I'm getting him ready. He's, he's meeting Duncan Ferguson tomorrow for a screen. Yeah. Uh, oh, that'd be nice. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, he's no. He, to be honest, I, I really think that he was our best player this start of the season. Well, and yeah. I think we missed him when he went out the team. And when you when you're then losing quite a few other forwards, you know yeah. you you haven't got anything to freshen it up. Yeah. Um, you know we have the same thing. Uh, I've got the same thing with Sean McConville. So Sean McConville, one of our longest serving, well he is our longest serving player. He's done unbelievable work for me. He's pushing thirty four now. Yeah. Still chipping with the odd goal, but eventually he's gonna, you know, he's gonna run his course. Yeah. Um, and we've just got to try and get every drop out of him that we can because yeah. we're not a club who can go in the market and just sign ready-made players. Mm. And one thing you can't, you can't give these players his experience. Know how to just. Run the clock down when you win them one nil, buy a foul, win it. I mean, he kicked one off the line on Saturday. That it was a goal. It's just to any other and centre players, it was a goal. Yeah. And he's he's flew and kicked it off the line. Mm. And and you can see how much the club means to him. And I can I think the Liverpool fans have, have had a brilliant relationship with Bobby Firmino. Yeah. And I think he I think he's shown how much he's been dedicated to the club. Yeah. Yeah. He's been he's been low. He's been He's had like a love-hate relationship in a way, hasn't it? Because, you know, we had, you know, most people who went to games, I think, appreciated him. But, you know, of course, people who don't go to games all over Twitter, it's, you know, he, he's he always been dismissed a little bit, hasn't he? I think. Well, it's great till he comes back next season. We'll have a team he goes to. If he comes back to Anfield, can you imagine his, the reception? He's going to get a great reception. It'd be special, yeah. won't it? Yeah. yeah. Peter, I mean, what have I told you? Take your notice of, of Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah. When when Jürgen signed, and, and you knew he had Bobby Firmino, he, he said that he tried to sign him for Dortmund once or twice, yeah. and it never happened. He said yeah. he was over the moon that we that he finally had him. Do you know what I mean? So his eyes lit up right away, yeah, because he knew what he could do with him, the way he could yeah. link things up, and he likes clever players as well, Jürgen. You know, with the, the way he plays. So, Bobby's yeah. a, you know, he's no, one of them. He, you know, I hope he gets a few more games, and you know. It, Crow can uh, show their appreciation because he has been a brilliant, a brilliant servant to the club, you know, and and he's always kept his counsel, hasn't he? You know, he's you know, he, he never come up with outrageous things, you know, and and he always he seems to have a smile. I mean, you love players that have smiles on their faces when they're playing, don't mm. you? Do you reckon he belongs to Liverpool, the club? Do you reckon? What's that? Do you reckon them cheap belongs to Liverpool football? Club? Like Brendan's, we got them back off him, didn't we? Yeah, but it's been uh, it's been it's been a pleasure to watch him. Yeah, and um, you know you never know we might get you know he might get in the seat. I mean I think Gapko's been bought as his replacement, really, hasn't he? I think the right was on the wall when you know. So you, you've got um, you know you've got Salah, Nunes, Gapko. Jocelyn Diaz, do you need a sixth striker? I don't know, you know. I mean, everyone would like one. But he's not a classic striker, though, is he, Peter? You know, we just, no, we just no. he's speaking about that. He's he's not a striker in, in the, the sense In the traditional the sense, no, no. You know, he, he, no. he is what a striker needs behind him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So he's, yeah, so yeah. he's producing chances for him, you know what I mean? So he, mm. he, that's what I'm saying. When Rodgers had him, Rodgers was playing him up front, on, not on his own, but he's like, and that's not his game. He's not, yeah, you know, yeah. although he scored quite a lot of goals. Yeah. That's credit to him because of the way he plays. But he, he's never been a centre forward, has he? Let's be honest about it. No. Would you get in your team, John, at the moment? You're playing Forest Green, aren't you? 
Yeah, which he is, might uh, get in tomorrow. Which is, <laughs> which is uh, Ferguson's team. Yeah, it's. Have you ever, it's have you ever met him? Have you ever met no, him? No, I'm not coming across Duncan. No. Um, they're, they're bottom of the league, aren't they? For screen. Don't remind me about this. It's that's the case. <laughs> Every time we played a bottom, we, when we played them away, they were bottom of the league. We lost to them. Yeah. Um, we played Rochdale in the cup when they were bottom. We lost to them. Um, we played yeah. Sammy when they were bottom. We lost to them. Uh, I've so it's, it's it's one of them. They have, they haven't won since he's he's took over and being a bit unlucky really because they've led twice in in stoppage time and and been pegged back one to lose and one to draw. We just don't know if he gets off off the mark. There'll be a few Evertonians come tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, yeah. is it away, John? It's at our place. No, it's at our place. So Everton are playing on Sunday as well, aren't they? So. Yeah, so there'll be a few Evertonians there, yeah. Um, so, so will he, will, he be, will he be having a glass of wine in the uh, in the manager's no, office? He'll be invited up to the office, yeah, to, for the glass of uh, a glass of Chateauneuf, you know. <laughs> a vegan, vegan pies of Forest Green, eh? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, at their place, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks to um, Tony Caveney, John Coleman, and Keith Coburn. Thanks for. Um, Thanks for listening to Ali LaRouge. Peter, uh, what? can I say one thing before we go? No. The Sunday League team are in the semi-finals of the National Cup. We're you playing at Northampton. Okay, then. When is and, it? Uh, we're, we're playing a team from South East London. And it's, in the, it's on the 26th of March. And um, it's like the FA Cup for amateur teams. You know what I mean? It's even bigger than that. John, I'll tell you. Yeah. Nine teams from Liverpool who have won it. What and, team is it, so? You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.